Good morning, Section 340 fans. Nana Maker here, your host. We're getting into the first week of the playoffs, wild card weekend. At first, I wasn't a fan of the 17s making the playoffs type structure with only one team getting a bye, but I'm really going to enjoy getting a full slate of games this weekend, three on Saturday and three on Sunday. That's going to be awesome. So here we go, week 18, first week of the playoffs. Let's get rolling. Isaiah McKenzie was my pun of the week last week. He was a $3,000 wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, and he scored over 30 points. So he well surpassed that magical three to four time marker for the price. He scored 10 times the amount of his cost. So he well exceeded his ceiling there. Moving on, I called Madison as my running back of the week. He had a nice game. I don't know if I can really take credit for this with the Cook situation. I think a lot of daily fantasy football managers knew that was going to be a pretty decent pickup, and it succeeded as a decent pickup. It ended up being a good to great pickup. In one of my paid lineups that you could have subscribed to, I picked for my tight end Dalton Schultz for the Dallas Cowboys. He had a nice game. He was on fire. Probably should have had more points. Andy really didn't target him in the first half. I think he only had two catches in the first half. He became his favorite target in the second half and probably should have scored some more points on that last drive. If you recall, there was a play where Schultz was pretty wide open in the end zone, and I don't think Andy even seen him. I also called Mike Williams as one of my paid punts of the week. He had a really good game. I stacked him with Justin Herbert in one of my games, um, in one of my lineups, and it was my second best lineup of the week. Overall, my DraftKings this week was really, really good. I scored in five out of the seven of my lineups, and by scored, I mean um, they paid off. In one of my lineups, I was in the top 1%. I broke the top 1,000 in the Million Dollar Maker this week. It's only like the fourth or fifth time I've done that in my life. In that lineup, I had Tannehill, Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, A.J. Brown, Cooks, Isaiah McKenzie, Schultz, and Montgomery. And that lineup had like 220-some points, or maybe just under 220 points off the top of my head. And with Eckler going out with a concussion early, and scoring 17 points. And that's with a touchdown being called back due to a penalty. And that's with them not pounding the ball on the one-yard line when they try to sneak it in with Herbert. Kind of makes me sick to my stomach to know what could have been there. It's one of those darn if you do, darn if you don't feelings. You know, I feel good that it was in the top 1,000, top 1%, the million-dollar maker. But you also feel sick to your stomach that you could have known or that you known that you could have scored more, excuse me. I had that happen twice. One year I was fourth in the million dollar maker. And 
Jared Cook dropped a wide open touchdown pass. I mean, it bounced off his chest. That would have definitely put me up in the two, maybe one spot. So that's the second time in my DraftKings history, if you will, that I've been just beside myself like, no. But at the same time, you're like, well, that was really cool. I scored a good chunk of money. So those were my goods of the week. Let's move into my bads of the week. I told you that you could start Daryl Williams for the Kansas City Chiefs. Late in the week, Andy Reid said they're going to give Darwin Thompson the nod as the starter. When that occurred, I put Darwin in instead of Daryl, and it paid off. Darwin had a really nice game. However, I had made the podcast prior to knowing that announcement, and it was published. The reason I believe that the Chiefs did that is because the CEH situation. I don't know if they are worried that he won't be healthy for the playoffs, and therefore they had to keep Williams healthy as well. So that's certainly a theory of mine. CEH and Bell were both hurt, so they figured they had to have Daryl and Bell a minimum for the playoffs. So, yeah, I guess you consider that a bad. Now, let's go straight to the uglies. Um, all week, I liked the Rams over the Cardinals. Even when I knew Goff was going to be hurt and not playing, I still liked the Rams over the Cardinals. I got to talking to a buddy. He was telling me there's absolutely no way. I'm telling you, he follows those teams a lot more than I I still said, no, dude, my gut's telling me L.A., my gut's telling me L.A., my gut's telling me L.A., just strictly based on their defense and the way that Cardinals had been playing recently. I still liked those odds. So I slept on it, and then the next morning, I chewed on it for a couple more hours. I wake up early on Sundays so I can finalize some lineups. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to take his advice just as I hope you guys take my advice. I was like, I, I can be willing to take some advice. And what do you know? It was wrong. <laughs> He's one of our listeners. I'm not going to say his name. I just give him a little bit of crap. But, um, you know, that's my own fault, not his fault. I broke my first rule of betting, and that's always trust your gut. And my gut still told me that L.A. would be Arizona, and I went against my gut. The straight ugliest of ugly. I threw some money down on Philly to upset Washington just because, you know, I was in that breaking even range of my bets this week. And I was like, I'm going to win a little bit of dollars just to say that I came out on top for this week. And then we know what Philly did. It looked promising from the start. Jalen Hurts looked really good. Two rushing touchdowns. And then we know what all happened in the second half. But such is football. Can't be mad at Peterson. He's just looking out for his team. He saved himself three draft spots by losing that game. Now let's move into week 18, which is the first round of the playoffs. It is wild card weekend. I'm going to do things a little bit different this week. I'm going to talk first about my Saturday slates and then my Sunday slates. Let's start with Saturday's quarterbacks.
Actually, you know what? Let's just go ahead and talk about Sunday and Saturday slate, or Saturday and Sunday slate. Got them backwards there. And then I'll detail both Saturday and Sunday as we go. I think it'll be easier to do it that way. I like Big Ben this week. He's my favorite quarterback for a Saturday slash Sunday slate if you're pairing them together in a DraftKings contest or a FanDuel contest. He's $6,100 on DraftKings. He's going to be in 9% of lineups projected to be. Why I like Big Ben so much is Cleveland has given up the eighth most touchdowns to NFL teams this year. And you pair that with this stat here. Roethlisberger has thrown more multiple touchdown game passes in the league against divisional opponents than any other quarterback in the league. Now, I know that's kind of rare to have divisional opponents face off first round, especially even more so rare that they just played last week. But, you know, as we know, Roethlisberger didn't play last week. But you pair those two together, and the final triple pairing that I really makes uh, this the kind of the uh, icing on the cake is this game has an extreme high over. Um, it has an extremely high over-under, excuse me. So it was like 49. I think it's came down a little bit to 47. But given that and the stats that we've already produced, Big Ben should have a really nice weekend. He has also rested. He's he's well and rested. Uh, yeah, that's. I think Big Ben's going to have a really, really big game. Saturday games only. I'm I'm kind of mild on Josh Allen only for the fact that he is going to be in 67% of lineups projected for the Saturday only games. He will, however, be in only 17%. That's still the highest, I say only. But he's going to be in 17% of lineups in the Saturday-Sunday games. Why I'm kind of mild on it, we do, you know, we do know the Colts have given up a slew of touchdowns recently to quarterbacks um, and to wide receivers. However, it's just strictly based on the high percentage. If you're going to go for that million dollars, you're going to have to make up somewhere. You're going to have to have a different player somewhere that scores major points. Almost 70% of lineups on Saturday slates only is going to have Josh Allen. So you're going to basically have the same amount of point production as that quarterback. Now, I say mild because I'm probably going to use him in some of my lineups. I think I have four lineups going on the Saturday slate only where I'm going to absolutely use him. I'm going to stack him with wide receivers. But I'm just saying he's not the best quarterback as far as if you're taking a chance on winning some big dollars. I think Saturday lineups only, you go with Tom Brady. He's $6,900. You could even go with Russell Wilson, okay? If you want a a cheaper quarterback, $6,600. I think Tom Brady is the way to go if you're going to try to make up some ground on a Saturday game. Let's go ahead and move into running backs. My favorite running back of this week is Jonathan Taylor. I've been on high on Jonathan Taylor, so you may be thinking like, you know, you picked Jonathan Taylor now three out of the last five weeks. My stock has been high on Taylor, even though when he was kind of 50-50 splitting um, 
touches with Hines. If you recall, a couple of weeks ago, I I slammed the Colts' offensive staff for that, and you know it seems like Taylor has now been getting the majority of the touches. It certainly was the case the last two weeks, but he's killing it right now. And the Bills have been averaging 120 yards per game to running backs. Those are very good odds in your favor. I like J.K. Dobbins as well. $6,600. He's going to be in 5% of the lineups. His last game, he ran for 160 yards and two touchdowns. They're playing by far the worst run defense in the playoffs. They're going to run, 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 run the ball. They might hit some, you know, they might hit a Brown or a, a Boykins over the middle, but that's all going to be set up on just pounding the ball. The Ravens are going to pound the ball, and um, J.K. Dobbins is going to get a lot of those touches. It's a five-star matchup, in my opinion. I'm staying away from Kamara this weekend. Chicago has the fourth-best rush defense, um, and we all know, we don't know, I should say, if Kamara is going to be healthy or not. Um, should be getting Michael Thomas back. So we don't know if they're going to have to rely on the run so much. But even then, so, I'm not huge on Kamara this week. You pair in Chicago's decent run defense with the fact that he's going to be owned a lot and he's going to be expensive. I know I'm staying away from him this week and the majority of my lineups. Let's move on to wide receivers. My favorite receiver this week is Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh, $6,700. He's going to be in 18% of the lineups. Double-digit targets in every single game this year except for five. I think that should tell you enough. That price, that many targets, and you add in that Cleveland is giving up the fifth most completion percentages to wide receivers. That uh, spells trouble for the Browns. I like Deontay Johnson. Moving into Corey Davis. I like Corey Davis because he's cheap. He's $4,800. He is projected to be in a lot of lineups. I'll have to do a little bit more research into that as to why. And why I like Corey Davis, to be honest, it it just may be superstition. It's simply because A.J. Brown had a good game last week. And Corey Davis had a bad game last week. He had a lot of drops last week. They seem to always trade off. If A.J. Brown had a good week, now it's Corey Davis' turn and vice versa. So I like Corey Davis paired with that price. I love Emmanuel Sanders. Like we just mentioned, Michael Thomas might be coming back, but I love Emmanuel Sanders here, especially for that price. 5000 uh, Going to be in almost 9% of lineups. It's a great matchup. It's a great matchup. The Bears give up um, the fifth most yards per game to wideouts. Uh, and he's became recently, well, not recently, he's became Breeze's best target. And that's been a while now. I'm staying away from DK this week, just simply based on the Rams' secondary. Their pass defense is good. You could pick him up. He seems a tad expensive for what his production may be this week. However, 
DK might go off because, you know, the last time they played, it, it wasn't it wasn't a fantastic outing for DK. So I can definitely I can definitely see DK having a good game, but I am for 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 the money I should say for the money I am probably in most of my lineups going to stay away from DK Metcalf. Let's move into tight ends. Big fan of Jared Cook here, $4,600. Bears is in the bottom 10 of NFL teams to tight ends as far as completion rates. Jared Cook is clearly Breeze's favorite target outside of Emmanuel Sanders, who we just mentioned. But again, this is all pending on what Michael Thomas does. If Michael Thomas is – he's been activated, but if it is shown that he's going to play, I would bet the farm on him. He's going to go off. He's well-rested, obviously, but he's been a caged animal, if you will. So a lot of these lineups are, with those Saints players is going to be absolutely dependent on Michael Thomas. He is the highest percentage wide receiver already selected in DraftKings lineups. So that's a pretty indi- good indication that he is going to play. But... Even then, I still like Jared Cook. I guess you could possibly go with a Mark Andrews here too. But um, the highest value, the, who has the highest ceiling is Cole Komet. He's only about $3,000 on DraftKings. He's going to be in a small percentage of lineups. However, if you got some money to give, go Jared Cook. Tie it in. I'm staying away from... Austin Hooper this week and you guys may think I'm crazy because you know that I've been big on Austin Hooper I just don't I'm just not stellar on him here because the Steelers have allowed the fewest touchdowns to tight ends in the league and now they're playing in a playoff game I've only given three all year to tight ends so if you're gonna go with some Browns players I would avoid Hooper okay let's get into my punts of the week Punts of the week. Big fan of Miles Boykin. I mentioned him a little bit in the podcast earlier when discussing the Ravens wide receiver options. I like him over the top, and I like him a lot in play action because I think Lamar and Dobbins are going to run, run, run the ball, and then I think they're going to hit Boykin deep on a play action. I know that's kind of his forte, seeing that he's scored three, three of his last five catches have been for touchdowns. Now, he hasn't had very many catches, obviously, but for his price at $3,400 and he's going to be in less than 1% of the lineups, to me, that's worth the risk. I took this shot on Isaiah McKenzie last week, and it absolutely ripped. I think this is nice. I think I have a good feeling about that one. Speaking of Isaiah McKenzie, he's my second punt of the week. I know this sounds cliche because I picked him last week as well, but for $3,300 and 2% of the lineups, we don't know what Cole Beasley is going to do. Right now, Stephon Diggs is still questionable. This is a perfect storm for people who need to save some money. Another pun I like, I know we're tired of talking about wide receivers. I like Scotty Miller for the same reason I like Isaiah McKenzie. We're not sure what Mike Evans is going to do. And at $3,400 in the unsurety of Mike Evans, that's going to bump Scotty Miller up into more playing time. And for whatever reason, every time Scotty Miller is in the ball game. He seems to catch 
balls so and get targets. So I'm big on Scotty Miller here as a punt. Let's go ahead and move into my stacks of the week. Stack of the week. My stacks of the week are Big Ben Roethlisberger and pretty much every single wide receiver that he has. In one of my lineups this week, I have Big Ben, Claypool, Johnson, all in the same lineup. If Juju can go, I might even throw Juju in there. I'm just a big fan. I have a big feeling about this one. Um, that's my major stack of the week. I mean, we could even look at some other stacks. If you want to go with Breeze and then roll the dice on Thomas, or you want to go Breeze and, and then Emmanuel, we already talked about that. You could even get wild and go Allen and McKenzie. But that's all really pending on some of those receivers. But what we do know for certainty is Big Ben and his receivers will be playing and they will be playing to kind of put up or shut up. You know, they've been kind of slammed recently in the media. And they kind of got on a little bit of a, well, they got another win, but I feel like they, get, they got some momentum rolling again. And that's a scary thing with that defense and especially that offense. Big Ben and his wide receivers are my stack of the week. And that's going to do it for the wild card weekend, guys. I know I said I was going to focus on Saturday and Sunday. I kind of got away from that a little bit. I'm sorry. As I'm looking through my notes, I've, I've just seen a full other page where I could talk about individual Saturday and Sunday games. We're not going to get to it this week. Um, as far as bets of the week, my big bet of the week is I'm taking Indy straight up. I like Indy. I, I'm taking Indy. I'm betting the farm on Indy. I think they match up pretty decent with the Bills. Um, I know I forgot to mention that a little bit this week. But there you have it. Week 18, Wild Card Weekend. I hope you guys have a good weekend. I hope you win. Get out there and win. Remember, you can't win if you don't play. Have a great weekend, y'all. Not a maker out.